Hello, everyone. I want to say welcome to Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. I am your host, Teresa Ann, and I'm so grateful that you are joining me on today's Flipping the Script Monday. Now, for those of you who have not yet joined my YouTube channel or my podcast, let me tell you what the vision of Let's Talk with Teresa Ann is all about. I want you to feel like you can pull up a chair, have a cup of coffee with me, and we're sitting around at the table having conversation where we're pointing each other back to the Father. And what does that look like? Well, it's seeing from a new perspective, not just positive perspective or having an optimistic attitude about life and disregarding things that are really going on in our lives, but it's seeing what we're going through and then taking all of those things to the Father and seeing how He is working it all out for His glory, no matter what the enemy is trying to do. And then there are some things where we have done things ourselves where there's self-inflicted injuries or wounds that maybe we've said or done and now we kind of walk in shame and condemnation and we don't really know where to go from there. And it's us getting to point you back to the Father yet again to say, all we need is to say, I repent, Lord, and now I want to see from your perspective And how do I obey now in this situation? So that's what is coming up next on Flipping the Script Monday. So before we get started, if you have found Let's Talk with Teresa Ann, whether it's through Google or through searching on YouTube, maybe keywords, I want to say welcome. On today's show, I want to discuss Those things where we may have been injured by a fellow Christian um, and we don't know how to navigate back to God in that situation. Maybe some of you have blamed God for going through those things. Perhaps you were one of those people that uh, led a lot of people away from God because of your position that you held and uh, maybe in that you let a lot of people astray unintentionally. But I want to say to you today that all you have to do is repent. All you have to do is ask God for forgiveness. And if if allowed, write a letter to those people, write an email. And even if they never write you back, even if they never want to talk to you again, Let the mercy of God that has been extended to you, let that same mercy that you've received just pin those words on paper or even in an email and send that to them. And you know what? You may win someone back to the Lord, not to you, but to the Lord. Because so often what's happened is we use this cliche Well, Christians aren't perfect. They're just forgiven. But see, that is truth, but that's not the end of the story. A Christian who knows they've been forgiven, they get to give much in that. 
I go to the story of the woman who sat at the feet of Jesus in a moment of time and space in which women were not even allowed to be near a rabbi or a teacher, let alone walking into a man's house full of men to listen to this rabbi. And she is in a place of intimacy with Jesus where she is laying it all out. She's even bringing this alabaster jar that's filled with priceless ointment that she breaks open to spill over Jesus. It's an act that is so taboo, especially during that time where women did not have a voice. There was no value from the place of which the voice was coming from. And so you have all of these things against this woman as she is sitting at the feet of Jesus and he makes a marvelous declaration over her life. And he says, what this woman has done, it will go down in history and you will talk about her generations to come. But not only that, you are going to see that because she knows she was forgiven of much, she loved much. So if we say as Christians, with that little cliche, well, Christians aren't perfect, they're just forgiven, that is a statement of great responsibility. And it is not something to just sign off on and say, well, I can just hurt people because I'm forgiven. No, I don't want to hurt people because I know what I've been forgiven of. And I know the mercy that's been extended upon my life that I cannot help but want to make sure that I am so considerate of others, not to an unhealthy place where you're people pleasing, but to a place of truth, to a place of love to a place where you no longer are passively, aggressively saying things to people when you're trying to make a point, but yet you don't have the kahunas enough to say what you mean. So instead you make these little side remarks. And really what they are is they're called backhanded compliments. I know because I've done it way too much. I was taught really well how to do that within leadership of every part, whether it was the world or the church. And it was all based out of good intentions. It was based out of wanting to honor people. But in honoring people, we ended up dishonoring God. But when we begin to honor God, we will automatically be able to honor people in the appropriate way to where We don't compromise. So if God says, go to that person and say what you need to say, what I tell you to say, then we're not going to try to figure out how we're going to say it because how are they going to receive it? We say, Lord, if you give me the words, I know that the words you give me are going to penetrate as long as it's with love that I understand that as I partner with you, Lord, in your love and compassion that whatever you have to say to that person will be received. And whether I get to see them receiving it in that moment, and at times it may look like they're rejecting it, I cannot take responsibility for how it's received. I just get to be a part of partnering with you, Lord, 
and saying what needs to be said with truth, honesty, and clarity to where they don't have to second guess what I'm trying to really say. And I am saying this really for me because I'm one of those people that I hate confrontation. I don't want to confront because I don't want to hurt people's feelings. But yet at the same time, me not wanting to hurt someone's feelings is actually going to be hindering. See, so often what we try to do is rescue people because we have good intentions. Can I give you an example? I had an amazing uh, person that mentored me through um, small groups years ago. And I'll just say his name. His name is Terry Pruitt. And he has a company called XMO Global. Look him up. He's very kingdom-minded. And he always taught me and others how to speak to the potent power of someone's life. That, yeah, he may see and recognize some really ear stuff, but we all have ugh stuff, right? So he would say, yeah, notice that, but don't speak to that. You speak to what's on the inside of them. So if you see an apple, I want you to see beyond the apple. I want you to see an orchard from what the apple can produce. An orchard. What is the potent power that is within someone's life? Whether it's your children, your spouse, your friend, your enemy. And so as he was teaching me these things, he, in conversation, said, listen, when you are coming together as a small group in a gathering, as leaders, what we want to do is rescue people when they don't know an answer. So, for instance, if you ask an icebreaker question, such as, what does it mean to you to be a daughter or a son of the Most High God? And there's utter quietness. Let it be quiet. And I'm like, no, we don't do that. We don't do awkward silence. You know, what if they don't really know what the question means? He says, well, you don't know what the Holy Spirit is doing in the midst of the quietness. And so what you do is you set it up like this. Okay, guys, I'm about to ask a question. And I'm not looking for the right answer. What I'm looking for is what you truly believe when you hear this question. And if there's going to be awkward silence for five minutes, for 15, then guess what? We're going to let that happen. So you set it up that way so that people know when it's quiet, it's quiet for a reason. Well, I actually decided to take him up on this challenge. And so this one particular evening, there were five of us ladies gathered around my table. And I had asked the question, what does it mean to you to be a daughter of the king? And I alone didn't even really know the answer to that. I knew the answer in a very cliche-ish way. But this is what happened. So a few ladies answered with genuine answers. And some said, well, I believe to be a daughter of the king is you realize that you're a daughter of the Most High God. 
That's great. And one thing Terry always taught us when people answer the, the question, say, that's great. Now let's go deeper. And so I did that. I said, okay, that's awesome. Now let's go deeper. And, and even when I said that, let's go deeper, I didn't know the deepness that was about to happen. And I want to say about five, ten minutes of some silence went by. And I was literally getting antsy like, oh my gosh, this could be a quiet night. And all of a sudden, this woman to my right begins weeping. And she says, I knew what it meant to be a daughter of the king the moment my son committed suicide. And it was in that moment that I realized that if I would have tried to rescue my group from the silence, that in the silence, the Holy Spirit would not have had room to work. Because let me tell you that night when she spoke those words, it wrecked each of us. Because in that moment, I realized that all the equipping tools of God from joy, which brings strength, to faith that helps with perseverance, to hope, hoping for things that we are standing in God for, that those are the things that point us back to him, that point us back to the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit, that point us back to the things that were nailed to Jesus on that old rugged cross. When that happened that night, I realized that faith is not really faith until it's tested. That kingdom mindset isn't seen until we see another kind of mindset that would try to keep us in self-preservation mode, in self-protection mode, in it's their fault mode. It's the blame game mode. I'm injured because of them. I'm, I'm not going any further with God because of what they did. So we're letting other people and circumstances be God without even realizing that we're letting them be God. Because we're saying that that moment, that that situation had the last word over our lives. And that's why we will not continue going any further because we never want to feel that injury again. But then what is that saying to us about how we believe who God really is? You see, each of us has his phone number. And I love my mom because she always used to say this. Girls, do you know you have God's phone number? In her Korean accent. And we would go, we have his phone number? And she would say, yes. Jeremiah 33.3. Call unto me. And I will answer thee. And show you great and mighty things which you never knew before. So as I got older and I really recognized that scripture, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like FaceTime. When we call into him, he doesn't just answer us, but he shows us great and mighty things which we have never known before. 
And today, I want to say to you who may have injured people or to those of you who have been injured by leadership or by those that you loved within your family, that maybe your parents, maybe a sibling, maybe a friend who's now an enemy, maybe an enemy that you just don't, they're just, oh, you just want to like, what the heck? I can't do this anymore. What's so Amazing is that God can in the midst of your can't. And all he is doing is he is saying, will you come to me? All who are weary and I will give you rest. You know, there are those of you right now who are trying to call on people that you know have mentored you or discipled you. And they're not answering the phone right now because most of the time it's God saying, I'm not going to let them answer because they don't have the answer and they're not the answer. I want you to call to me. But so often what we've done is we've gotten mad at the people for not answering our phones or our text messages. But most of the time it's because they weren't allowed to. Maybe they didn't hear the phone ring. Maybe they didn't see the text come through. And what you get to do, what I get to do, instead of going and brewing this upset, frustrated conversation with what we would say to them, we need to go back to the Father and say, Lord, I'm sorry that I put that person in a position that only you are to be in. Yes, God created people to do life with, but he did not create them to be our lives. They were there to be connectors, to connect us back to the Father. And we are to be that for others. This has been hard for me, but yet it becomes so easy in the process. When we get a hold of the revelation of the mercy of God and his grace that has empowered us to get through what we've gone through thus far. What people are now in our lives are those that we get to share the testimonies of what God has shown us in the process so that now we can encourage them to want to go to him. We're not just gathering through like injuries. We're not just gathering through like-minded stuff. Now what we're doing is we're gathering to say, what has God been showing you in your life? So what you are doing is you are facilitating a place and space for God to be seen yet again. Well, that's it for today on Flipping the Script Monday. I want to say thank you so much for joining me. And until next Monday, remember this show is all about bold inspiration, revealing God's goodness. Wait. Okay. So obviously I've changed uh, my outfit and in doing so, I remembered, oh my gosh, I forgot to share LBH Styles earrings. Like I said, I would share last week on my last Flipping the Script Monday. So look at these cuties. Look at these. Remember, I'm an affiliate with LBH Style. You will love their stuff. Go to their website, lbhstyle.com. Connect to their Etsy shop. And then before you check out, make sure you put this coupon code, Let's 
talk 15. All right. Remember, when you do that, they will know that Teresa Ann sent you. Thank you all so much for joining us today on Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. And be sure to go and subscribe, write a review. And if you really enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your friends and family.